Hi, my name is Gavin McLeod, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. And I've just written a new book called This Is Your Captain Speaking, and I hope you'll stay tuned so we can talk about that book and maybe share some of my life with you listeners. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you so much for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. My name is Brian Zemrak. I'm your host. This is episode 298 of On Screen and Beyond, and this week, Captain Steubing's here. Your captain is speaking from the Love Boat, and from the Mary Tyler Moore Show, he played Murray. Gavin McLeod will be joining us today here at On Screen and Beyond. It's going to be a great time, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. And he's got so much to tell us, and he's got a book out called This Is Your Captain Speaking. We're going to talk about all of that stuff, so be ready for that. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. We're moving up to our 300th show, and uh, we've got a lot of people who are listening to On Screen and Beyond, and we really do want you to keep telling your friends so we can get more and more people listening to On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you have a suggestion for a guest that you would like to hear here on On Screen and Beyond, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I'll try to get that person on for you. I've been on the phone all this past week, and I've got some great guests lined up, so I hope you're going to be sticking around because it's really exciting. But what do you say? It's time for this show to begin. Let's get into Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, the remake of Guys and Dolls, which we've talked about here on On Screen and Beyond in the past, has the screenwriter from The Hunger Games on board to write the screenplay. So that could be very interesting. And the remake of The Fantastic Four now has a release date. With production starting in March, it will hit theaters on June 19th, 2015. And a remake of sorts, uh, Groundhog's Day, which uh, starred Bill Murray, is being made into a musical stage play. So who knows? We'll see that on Broadway. And a remake of Godzilla, which we've talked about, and of course it's going to be coming out, has Brian Cranston in the cast. So that is going to be very interesting. And I don't know if his character is going to be like it was in Breaking Bad, but... Um, who knows? <laughs> that could be a very interesting film now. That is it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be taking a look at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, well, it looks like Kevin Bacon, Matthew Broderick, Fran Drescher, John Stewart, Alice Cooper, Tiffany, Brooke Hogan, and Phil Donahue, along with many others, are all going to be part of Scum Rock. It's about a no-talent late 80s rock band that becomes popular. Matthew Broderick will also be seen in The American Side. It's about a young engineer in New York who discovers a secret Nikolai Tesla design that the U.S. government wants. And look for James Earl Jones. He's going to be starring in Star Bright in 2015 as a young orphan fantasizes about and enters a fairy tale world. Now, of course, James Earl Jones isn't going to play the young orphan, but 
<laughs> That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Well, a sequel is in the works for Oscar winner Shakespeare in Love. That's right. They're going to make a sequel to it. It's been a while for that one. And a sequel is also in the works for Rounders, and it looks like Matt Damon and Edward Norton are on board for that. And a sequel to 2003's action film The Rundown is in the works. The film starred The Rock, and it was directed by Peter Berg, the original. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, well, here's Lucy. The complete series will come to DVD in a six-disc set on March 25th. And on April 8th, you can look for The Big Valley Season 2 as it rides onto DVD. And it stars Barbara Stanwyck and Lee Majors. And on May 13th, you can get Barney Miller, the complete fifth season on DVD. And be sure to check out our past interview with Hal Linden, Barney Miller himself, in our rerun section at onscreenandbeyond.com. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD on March 18th, Disney's Frozen will make its way to Blu-ray and DVD. And on March 11th, you can be sure to check out Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale as it arrives on DVD and Blu-ray. And in March, look for American Hustle to come to Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV time. TV time. Well, the Oscar-winning movie Goodwill Hunting is going to be developed into a TV series. We'll see what goes on with that. And HBO is announcing that Boardwalk Empire will end after season five. That's it for TV time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to give you a TV time you'll never forget. Captain Steubing, Gavin McLeod, is going to be here. He was on The Love Boat. He was Murray on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. He was on McHale's Navy. He was on and on and on on all kinds of shows. He is next. Gavin McLeod, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who has had a long and memorable career, including Happy Haynes on McHale's Navy, Murray Slaughter on The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Captain Steubing on The Love Boat. He has a book out called This Is Your Captain Speaking, My Fantastic Voyage Through Hollywood, Faith, and Life. It's Gavin McLeod. Gavin, such a pleasure to have you here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you, Brian. It's an honor to be with you. 
Gavin, your book, I've heard so many good things about it. I haven't uh-huh. had the opportunity to read it yet. But what made you decide to write a book at this time in your life? Well, I'm 82 years old now. I'll be 83 next month. And uh, oh, my wife and I just sometimes sit around and just chat with each other, <laughs> you know. We don't go out as much as we used to. So it's just basically she and I and the kids and grandkids and things like that. And One day I thought about something. I said, you know, Patty, I'm having a thought here about my life and my career. I said, almost everything I've done, every dollar I've ever made has come from what someone else has written people they've created that I've had to interpret, but it was their words. It was never mine. And I said, what do you think if I just make some notes about my life and just let people find out who I am and what I went through? And she said, I think that's pretty good. And I called my manager. I said, Susan, what do you think about this? She said, I think it's a good idea. We can't wait too long because we'll forget everything. (laughs) So uh, that was the beginning of it, and that was the reason I did it. I thought, you know... Uh, if perhaps perseverance, uh, hanging in there when things get rough, uh, can teach someone out there who reads the book or hears about the book that, that you just don't give up and that you keep your eye on your goal and um, have faith in God and you can get through anything. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's the reason I wrote it and. Uh, I, the response has been just wonderful, Brian. I, I've been very touched by some of the things people have written about it and expressed to me, and uh, so it's been a it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, we first went to New York City to break it there in New York on the Today Show because Kathy Lee is a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and so we did it there, and that was the beginning. We were we were in New York for four days doing a lot of the shows and. And we weren't on television. We were doing radio interviews like yours. And uh, it was, it's been a wonderful experience. After that, I went down to Florida. Princess, I represent Princess Cruises. Uh, the new ship, the Royal Princess, was coming in. And a lot of travel agents were there. I was signing books and selling books. And it was just a whole new experience. And from there, I went to a place in Orlando, outside of Orlando, Florida, called the Villages, where they have 100,000 retired people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've noticed what retired people like to do, I read biographies. And so we had a great time at Barnes & Noble there and sold a lot of books, met a lot of interesting people. And then we came to the West Coast, and then we did the, a show called The Talk, yes. where we had a love boat reunion when everybody was together. Wow. And then it was really special. And then... They said, and now we have a surprise for all of you. And they opened this kind of a curtain. Out comes Charo in a red dress. And she was a surprise to everybody. And once Charo appeared, I looked at the woman next to me, this wonderful woman from England who's one of the hosts. I said, we're now doing the Charo show. And we did. You know, she just can't hold herself down. She's just full of those Gucci Gucci's every right. place she goes. Yeah. And it was a delightful. Jack Jones came and sang the Love Boat theme. Wow. Uh, with a new kind of a beat. In, um, so it was a very, very nice reunion. And uh, so I, we've been busy doing all that stuff. And then I was, I was scheduled to go to, to, go to Dallas to do some Christian television 
interviews there, and then Good Morning Dallas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I had a fall coming from the doctor's office, and yes, I, I was yeah. out of order for about two and a half weeks. I had to wear a brace on my neck, and yeah. I couldn't drive. But I've come through that now. Feeling and, better? Uh, Raring to go, yeah. Yeah, you're feeling better? I feel a lot better. Not quite 100%, but maybe 93, 94. You know, I don't know if you've ever had a fall and gone through hitting your head against the wall on your stomach flat out. And I'm a big guy, and uh, as a matter of fact, I left a hole in the wall. And my friend said, you're going to have a lawsuit from the guy that owns the building. <laughs> but ironically, it was from the doctor going to another doctor for an annual physical. And wow. I, I never got that done yet. Hmm. But uh, And consequently, that stopped a lot of things. I was, <clears throat> I was getting a star out here on the Palm Springs. They have the Palm Springs Walk of Stars. Mm-hmm. And yep. Mine was going to be right next to uh, Alan... Lad, this wonderful actor, right across the street from this 29-inch statue of Marilyn Monroe from Some Like It Hot. They're not, mm-hmm. uh, not they're, no, a seven-year itch, the one with the, her skirts going yep, up. Yep, the blowing up one. Yeah. And so uh, pe- pe- people were coming into town from L.A. and all places, and they all had to be informed that we had to postpone it. And so I'm, I'm raring to go now, and so we're going to do it uh, February 1, and that'll be nice. Yeah. Huh. I go to I go to Ohio first for a AAA meeting for Princess Cruises, and then on the fourth of February I go to uh, Australia and New Zealand for Princess Cruises. Wow! Jeez. Yeah, so I'm doing all that kind of stuff, and yeah. uh, I guess the answer all the all that verbiage came from you asking me why I wanted to do the book, <laughs> and. Uh, so you got a little bit more than you expected. That's great, though. Now, when you're traveling around like this, I mean, you know, you're seeing so many different people. What show or movie or or play do people remember you most for, uh, or is it does it vary with the audience? It, it, it completely varies. Uh, like I've done a lot of theater work, and right. when I was appearing at the with my book that week in New York at the uh, Big Barnes and Noble on 82nd Street and Broadway. There are, there are a lot of people in the audience there. And so after I would ask questions and things, and this, I remember one guy from the front row, he said, you know, I've seen you do a lot of things, but my favorite thing that I've ever seen you do was Gigi, when you did Gigi at the Paper Mill Playhouse. Hmm. I said, you know something? That was my favorite stage performance. Really? Yeah, it's so interesting. You you know, different people see different things, and mm-hmm. yeah. they, they see you play different the kind of captain, and they 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 can't imagine that you could be a French old Frenchman, you know, still <laughs> after the girls. Uh, but you know, the theater has always been my first love, and uh, I just love it out there. And I'm so grateful that you know I've been able to do all these different jobs. Uh, I don't know if you call them accomplishments. Some of them are, some of them aren't, uh, with my life. <clears throat> and I was just over the weekend, I know you've had Valerie Harper on your show yes. and Ed Asner. I was just with them over the weekend. And so many people who have been on your show I've worked with, like Gary Sinise and Hal Linden and Robert Wagner and mm-hmm. George Kennedy, all the Bob Vaughn and yeah. Bur- Lee Majors Bur- came with me to Japan, you know. So yeah. 
Yeah. On, um, In fact, Bernie Capel has been on the show. Oh, he has? Yes. I was just with him just the other day. Really? Yeah. Yes, and he was up there. It was the thing where <laughs> I have never done this before, but they were wanting me to do it, and so I finally acquiesced. Uh, people come from all over to take pictures with you and to buy photographs that you signed for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Valerie's been doing it for a long time, and Ed's been doing it, and so I finally did it this year. And that's where Bernie was, and I hadn't seen him, you know, since about a month and a half since we did the talk show. Right, yeah. And it was so good, you know, he's such a wonderful guy, and he's such a wonderful actor, and, you know, I think he can do any dialect in the world. Oh, <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, he is. How is it when you're getting back with these people that you haven't seen for, you know, maybe a couple months or even years? It's like it was yesterday. I mean, Val and I, you know, we, we talk frequently. And yeah, like she said the other day, we were talking about cataracts. And she said, oh, Gavin, we've known each other for so long. We've gone for from Weight Watchers to cataract operations. <laughs> you know, it's the way time goes on. Yeah. And you've had all these experiences together, yeah. and uh, she's quite she's quite a person, oh, and yes. she's quite, I think, an inspiration to a lot of people out there. Yeah, when she was on the show, it was uh, it was actually I released the, uh, the her episode that she was on was like two days before the announcement that she you know had had the brain cancer. Yeah, and uh -huh. um, she was just so full of life and and you know now she's proved them wrong and and still going strong and she is going strong she looked a little thinner than the last time i saw her but you know when she when she was brave enough to attempt dancing with the stars oh, i know jeez i mean come on i mean that's hard on on a, on, on a young person who's who's you know a dancer <laughs> never mind exactly somebody. exactly and look at her and uh you know, I was glad she got off, i tell you the truth, mm -hmm. Yeah. because I think it was getting to be a little too much. Yeah. But uh, she is such a special, special person. Oh, yeah. And I talk about her in my book. I talk about Ed. I talk about the Mary Tyler Moore people. I talk about the Love Boat people. I talk about when Betty Davis came to our house for dinner, which was a disaster. <laughs> and Oh, it's a funny story. And then I, I talk about a lot of the people. I talk about how I was first fired, you know, which to me it was the end of the world, mm -hmm. and I was in my 20s out here on the West Coast. I thought I was going to have a whole big career coming because of doing this pilot with Hal March, who was, had a show called The, the $64,000 Question, yes. a big television show. Right, yeah. And then he came and took a look at me, and he didn't want me, and so they fired me, and I was... I mean, I was literally weeping. I rented a car to drive way out to Colford City. I had a new sweater, and I didn't know what I was going to do, and I had to go home and tell my wife. I told my agent. He said, well, you're going to get paid anyway. I said, oh, it's not the money. Don't you understand? Mm, yeah. And then I, I finally, what happened that day, uh, I was home, and I had to tell my wife. When I, was, I said, let's get out of this town. This is terrible when they do these things. The young actors, and then my agent called a couple of hours later and said, "Do you know who Blake Edwards is?" I said, "I've heard who, who he is, and you know." And he said, "He wants to see you. He's doing a pilot called Peter Gunn. He wants to see you at 4:30." I said, "Wow." I said, "Well, I still have my car that I rented. I can get there." I said, "Should I bring my hair? Because I always had my hair in a box." 
He said, yeah, bring your hair. So <laughs> I went over there, and sitting there was this wonderful actor. Why do I can't remember his name? With a full head of hair. He played Donna Reed's husband later on the Donna Reed show. Uh, Carl Betts. Yes, Carl Betts, yes. Yeah. I said, oh, what am I done? I mean, he's going to turn me down here, too. There'll be two in one day. <laughs> but I went in, and we just hit it off. And he... He decided, he said, look, he said, the lead heaviness is going to be an Italian. I'm going to make him Irish. I want you to play him. You'll be the first Ivy League heavy on television. I said, wow. And that was the beginning of my relationship with Blake Edwards, where I did Operation Petticoat for him. I did yes. High Time for him. I did uh, the party with Peter Sellers. Mm -hmm. With Peter Sellers, Bing Crosby, Cary Grant, and Tony Curtis. Come on. Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. As a matter of fact, there's pictures. There's a picture of Bing when he was in drag in this movie called High Time. Garson Kanet had written it, where my character dances with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, can you imagine how many actors have danced with Bing Crosby when he was in women's clothes? Right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now, when you were doing that, of course, your career wasn't you know as big, obviously, at that time. Um, no, but, no. But how was it? You know, here you are dancing or whatever, acting with, with other actors, but uh, dancing with Bing Crosby. Are you kidding? I even, on location, we went to Stockton College when we first started the film, and he and I were in the same dressing room, a lean-to dressing room. Well, we were in our underwear together. <laughs> I mean, I, have a, I saw Bing Crosby in his underwear. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many actors have done that? <laughs> that sort of brings it down. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's the level of, I said, when will I tell my wife? When will I tell my friends? I'm changing my clothes with Bing Crosby, right? right? And then I had to dance some, a few weeks later. I'm dancing with him in women's clothes. <laughs> he was in women's clothes. Yeah. He was, well, by the way, he was fabulous. You know, these... Big, big stars were so professional. Mm -hmm. They knew the lines. They knew what they were doing. They were just, you know, it was just an honor to work with Gregory Peck. I worked with him, too, and Susan Hayward. All this stuff is in the book. And it goes on on the love boat alone. Just imagine, Brian, how many stars appeared on that. I don't even know how many stars there were in all those years that came on our show. Yeah. I mean, and many of them are gone now. Yeah. And that you was know. a show that everybody watched. I mean, we... just to see them. And right. for me, the gift of just a Monday's meeting them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Now, did you actually go out on the ship, or was this all on? Well, we started, yes, that's a good question. We started in the beginning going out six weeks a year, and it was always Mexico. Hmm. We, we would have the long cruises into, uh, we take a whole company of actors with us, guest stars, into Acapulco. And then they would fly home, and new ones would come in. As a matter of fact, I remember one show where we get to Acapulco, 
And in came Jane Wyman and Donna Michi. Wow. And Patty and I had dinner with them. And oh, fabulous people. Are you kidding? And then Jane Wyman became deathly ill that night when she got to her stateroom. And they had to replace her. So Martha Scott, they called Martha Scott, another wonderful actress. I mean, my heavens, she was in our town years and right. years and years. Yep. And so she did it. And and Jane Wyman was there, and I'd visit her once in a while, and she was just not feeling well. Eventually, she came back on our show. She played a nun. They wrote a part of her playing a nun. And Dennis Morgan, her co-star at Warner Brothers, played a priest or something. Mm-hmm. And so they had these scenes together. It was fabulous. <laughs> I was quelling the whole time. Yeah. Geez. You know, just to be with them. And then in the morning, I would go to my captain's table at quarter to seven. There was Helen Hayes, the first woman of the American theater. Oh, yeah. Jeez. You know, and Morris Evans, the same. And Mildred Network, come. I, 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 was, I pinched myself. There were more pinches on me than you could imagine. I, I flicked it on myself. To be, what a gift to be able to be with these people. I loved all that. So the critics called this mindless television, going to sink like the, like the Titanic. <laughs> but they were wrong. Yeah. The people loved us. We won the first People's Award, as a matter of fact. I just remember all these things. And then when we traveled, oh, we got the biggest names in the world that wanted to be with us because we were going to be on a cruise. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just something. It was it was just so special. And Who was, uh, I don't know. Of, of all the people that were on that show, was there anybody that uh, you were just so in awe of having on the show? Well, I have to tell you the truth. This sounds like nepotism or something. But my wife came on there, and she hadn't, we didn't, I was not the one to, uh, what happened was, uh, Julie McCoy, Lauren Tweeds was mm-hmm. getting married for real, in real life. Okay. And so we go to the wedding, and it's uh, at the Bel Air Hotel. It's beautiful. So we have Patty and I sitting back of Aaron Spelling and his wife, Candy. And so we're watching the wedding for just a few minutes, and he turns around, and he says, Patty, I've got a great part for you next week. That's how she did her first one. And she played opposite Jim Backus. Nobody's fool. Are you kidding me? Wow, yeah. You know, my heavens, Mr. Professionalism. Mm -hmm. But she held her own. She was so good, she did six more. Wow. Different wigs and things like that. Yeah, and then she had a great one in the one big Australian uh, show that we did. That was a two-hour special with Lloyd Bridges and uh, a lot of wonderful people. and. Mm Yeah, we went to the different islands. It's been just an incredible experience. And then we became goodwill ambassadors for the United States. We were in 90 countries, and they were waiting for us to show up, and the ones we got to. And we we became goodwill ambassadors for the United States. And they used to call us mindless. Yep, yeah. You know? Well, that's that's So, you know, people people (laughs) love that show, you know. It's oh, not yes. HBO time or anything like that, but it, it was Aaron knew, he always knew what people would go for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, he said, I want to give them entertainment where they come home from work, some of these ordinary people, they take their shoes off, just sit there and have a nice trip with you guys, mm-hmm. you know, and have three different kinds of stories with happy endings. Yeah. And, um,. It worked. What can I say? Oh, yeah. The reason the reason you and I are talking is because it did work. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know 
for a long time. I knew they had made another pilot before because Bernie did it and uh, Isaac, uh, Ted did it and uh, Gopher, uh, Fred. Fred did it. Fred, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I knew they had done that, but I didn't know they did another one before that. Oh, I didn't know that. And no, none of them sold. And uh, so my agent just thought it, I hate to tell you what he, you know, my agent called it. I, he, he, okay, the Mary Tyler Moore show has just ended, and we've had a very emotional evening mm, yeah. saying goodbye and everything. And everybody had a show they were going to, but I didn't want to. I wanted to do my nightclub act again, but be out there with the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my agent called me and about a couple of other things, but then he called. He said, look, Aaron Spelling wants you to do this pilot called The Love Boat. I said, that sounds so familiar. I wonder if anybody, anybody, he said, I said, so what do you think? I mean, uh, what have you read it? And he said, yes, I read it. I said, what do you think about it? He said, I think it sucks. You want to read it? <laughs> I said, well, yes. So I took it down to our little place in Palm Springs and read it. I said, you know, I don't think anything like this has ever been done on television before. On a cruise ship with three different kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. I would be the captain. Wow. So I asked my wife to read it. She read the first 10 pages. She came out. She said, I'm not going to go any further. I'm telling you, if they get the right people, put it out at the right time. She said, this thing is going to go. And it went. Oh, yes, it did. (laughs) And then as a result, hey, Brian, look at the cruise industry today. Oh, yeah? Remember what it used to be? Yep, yep. It was nothing. Yeah, I'm sure It was just for those so-called affluent rich people. That's right. Now everybody, that's so wonderful about it. Everybody that can realize their dreams now of being on a cruise ship and going. And now when... When the show ended, I was I went on the road. I married Marion Ross on the show, my old friend. We had a yes. relationship that lasted yep. for two years, the mm-hmm. last two years. And then we got married in the last show, and we went on the road with Never Too Late. My wife was in it. My friend was in it. and We were playing, finally played Cape Cod, and I got a call from the head of uh, publicity, and he said, we just had a meeting, Gavin, and we're going to expand, and we'd like to have you be a spokesperson. What do you think? I said, that's great, Max. What a great, great marriage. And so we had two small ships then. And now today, as I'm talking to you, we have 17 mega ships. We've got another one coming out next year. Mm. It's just been fabulous. Now the boat you had was, is probably like a little tugboat compared to what they have now, right? It really is. Well, they finally destroyed that one. Oh, really? So sad. Yeah. I was in, um, I was going from New Zealand to Australia about a year and a half ago, and some news came over that the original love boat had bought, been bought. The Italians bought it first, and then a Turkish a group from Turkey bought it, and they told us it was going to be scrapped. I said, oh, oh that's, that's like a dagger in the heart. I said, somebody should take that and turn it into a hotel like the yes. Queen Mary. Yeah. Just have the pictures of all the stars there, you know, and, and you could show films on Yeah, it could be an incredible kind of bar. They never did it. And so just this past year, it hit hit the press that they, you know, they're taking this, dismantling everything. And wow. that's the end of the original. That's too bad. One of the original love boats. Yeah. And they were, they, yeah, they're like minnows compared right. to them. <laughs> yeah. they, they were, we had 600 passengers, but in one of, 
Some of the ships that we used to go to go around the world now are only 630. I like them. They're older ships. But the new ones, we have like 4,000 passengers. Oh, you know, It's geez. like that. That's amazing. And then you have half and help, so it's about 6,000 people on a ship. That is incredible. But, boy, the, the new thing, the, the, the new ships, are absolutely, they have so many features, mm. you just you just can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and wow. it's uh, it's something for everybody. Yeah. And it truly is an escape, you know. That's oh, yeah. our Princess logo, escape completely. Yeah. And it really is, especially if you go to Tahiti. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be nice. <laughs> we were there once, and uh, I said, you know, this really lives up to our escape completely logo. Yeah. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. So we've been blessed by this job and uh, the people we've met, the stars we've met, the people we've met, having a chance to talk to somebody like you, Brian. You know, it's it's um, it's been a wonderful gift all the way around. Yeah. Many people would give their left arm to be on a show like Love Boat, to be a star on that show. But you have been fortunate that you have been on other shows that were humongous hits, like you mentioned Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, yes. What are the odds? <laughs> you really. <laughs> well, you think, well, and what two different people, too, to play. Right, but, yeah. But uh, even this morning, I was doing an interview, and um, they were talking about Murray Slaughter. And I realized that every newsroom has got a Murray Slaughter. He's the guy that, or, guy, or girl, Marine Slaughter. I don't know. <laughs> they do all the all the all the work, mm-hmm. and they make they don't make very much money. They do, they do all the story writing, you know, the typing, giving it to whoever is the image, right? Yeah, like Ted Baxter. And I used to travel with the Mary Tyler Moore Show when from city to city to promote it, you know, and I would go to different stations all over the country. And whenever I got there, the first thing anybody says is, we have a Ted Baxter. We have a Ted Baxter. <laughs> did you ever do an interview with Ted? No, I never did. You would have loved it. He yeah. was one of the most fascinating, wonderful people I've yeah. ever known in my life. He was like a big brother to me. Yeah. This is all in the book, you know. And mm-hmm. The first day I came out here, I met him and, and the agent's office. He was seven years older than I was, and he was always giving me advice and doing things. And he was, I, I, I did the eulogy at his funeral, and that was that was quite an honor. Yeah, it must have been hard. Anyway, um, then I jumped the gun. I forgot what I was talking about. Thinking about Ted, uh, about how he uh, would have been a good interview. Because oh, he would have been absolutely sensational. Yeah, because yeah. he did voice. He was the voice of Superman and. Is it a plane? Is it the announcer? Yeah. You know, he was he, he was a great voice guy. And years ago, when he was upstate New York in children's television, uh, he was he had a show called Windy Night, mm-hmm. and he had his puppets and he used his puppets with the kids. And he was one of the best dramatic actors I've ever seen. Unfortunately, the world will not remember him for that. Right. I saw him yeah. do. The Lincoln Douglas debate, and he was just brilliant in that. He was brilliant in Inherit the Wind, where he played Hornback. And anyway, he, he, I loved him. He was great. Yeah. And to think that we would have to be on the same show, you know, after all those years of knowing each other, was yeah. uh, quite a blessing, you know. Now, was was that 
group of people as close yes. as we we you know we felt it was. Yeah, that that group of people were the bad, but just that's that's really once in a career, mm. especially where we all were too. You know, yeah. I had done a lot of stuff. Ed had done a lot of stuff. Ted had done a lot of stuff. Uh, people may have known a lot of, more about Chloris. Certainly, Mary from the Dick Van Dyke Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Valerie was a brand new face, brand new. And here we all we were giving this wonderful opportunity to be together. Yeah. And you know, the theme was love is all around, and you and love was all around on that show. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And that last show we did was really that was tough to get through. That. Yeah, I'm sure that must have after been. seven years, you know, and yeah. you saw each person go from a little-known actor into a well-known actor. Right. And for us, and for me especially, it gave me the opportunity to go out all the time and do theater, mm-hmm. which I loved, and that really worked for me. Yeah. But to be with Mary every day, you know, there was a show that Murray Murray wakes up; he's 40 years old. And he realizes he's in love with Mary. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do? Come on. What does he do? He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And finally, that one scene they show a lot where she, his his back is to her. And she tells him what there are different kinds of love. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. And of all the shows I did in those seven years, I received more mail from that particular one from guys who worked in offices who had a woman in the office, they had those same feelings for that Murray had for Mary. Uh, And it helped them deal with that, that one speech she she gave about love and the different kinds of love there is. She's just one of the most wonderful actresses. Uh, She can do anything. As you can see, ordinary people in... When she played uh, Mary Lincoln, and Mary, she's so gifted, mm-hmm. and uh, I miss her. I haven't seen her since Betty's 90th birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned Chloris. Um, I've met Chloris a couple of times, and uh, uh, I spent uh, probably two two days at a, a festival with uh, Chloris just uh, just last year, and she is. A handful. <laughs> well, she's full of surprises. Yes, she is. I think she surprises, surprises herself sometimes. <laughs> uh, I first saw her in Broadway, in, uh, on Broadway in a play, and she was sensational. Yeah, you never know what she's going to do. <laughs> you never know what she's going to do. But she had that in the play, too. And also, she was the most beautiful thing at that time. I think, I think she was Miss Chicago or the runner-up or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I used to drive her home because she lived. We lived kind of close together when we did the Mary Tyler Moore show. So I would drive her home on occasion. And uh, she's a very gifted actress, and she's her own person. And you know, okay. now she's older and she doesn't edit anything she says. Right. <laughs> you know, I guess she feels she's got it coming. But we played opposite each other on a series. We only did one episode of. It was like the Big Valley. It was it was a western at Universal. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled to play opposite her because she also did. She was with uh, Catherine Hepburn, and I think as you like it, and she did that in New York with her, and 
she's such an accomplished actress. Oh, yeah. And uh, but she's full of surprises. Yep. And <laughs> that's very exciting if you can do more than one take. But on stage, she, is, she still has that thing, and mm-hmm. she was beautiful. Actually, really beautiful when I did see her when I, years and years and years before. Yeah. And then she came with us to, uh, I think it was Amsterdam or Copenhagen. She played opposite Andy Griffith on the Love Boat years later, uh, after Mary Tyler Moore, because she she had remember she did her own series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And that didn't kind of go, mm-hmm. but. Uh, that's the way that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know, when she did uh, the last picture show, yeah, her Oscar. Yeah. I noticed something about Cloris was always late coming to rehearsal. Then after she got the Oscar for the late, the last picture show, she was never late anymore. Really? I don't know if anybody ever noticed it, but I noticed it. Huh. Yeah. And I used to drive her home and all, because her husband, George, was just absolutely great. And I played opposite George's mother in a play for John Houseman. And um, Grace Albertson, her name was, Jack Albertson's sister. Ah, okay. And uh, there's a whole, so much talent going on. And I just, I just talk about Clarice. I happened to be on the road with my book, and I put the television on, I didn't know. And Queen Lativa's got a talk show. And Cloris came out, and they asked us something about being married again, or being something. And she said, "Oh, I would never do that again." <laughs> and George was this, her husband was a big. He produced the Big Fisherman, if you saw that movie, and he was a big, tall, handsome guy. And I don't know what happened with him, but anyway, she's something sensational. And as you know, if you spend a few days with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you just, you don't know what, you talk about the live moment, she's got those. I remember one time, she was uh, about hitting marks, you know, mm-hmm. and Jay, Jay, Jay told me, Jay Sandwich told me this, he said, oh, she drives me crazy, <laughs> you know, just, and, uh, but she was so brilliant as Phyllis, come on. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he had staged something, and you have three cameras, you know, and... So the show was over. She came to Jay. She said, wasn't that wonderful? Look at the laughs I got. And Jay said, yes, too bad nobody's going to see it. You never hit your mark. <laughs> so the camera didn't. You know, he was just telling her. Yeah. And uh, But we had a wonderful group. Love is all around. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. It was just a great time for everybody on that show. Yeah. And then, you know, when Valerie left... Everybody says, what's going to happen without Rhoda? Well, Miss Betty White, that used to see it every Friday night with Alan, her husband, Alan Ludden. Right. They said, oh, this would be a great part. You know, you should get somebody like Betty White. And, and somebody said, well, why don't you get, why don't you call, ask her? Well, that's all they needed. And look at the happy homemaker, what she was. She was just so much fun and so on the money. And she I just did like a job a with Betty not long ago. <laughs> We did a thing for Air New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yes. And here she is. And they, right after that, they had t- taken some stills of us and all that. And we went. I went to her room after the shoot, and we rapped for a while. And I guess some people thought something was going on. And they had this <laughs> big thing in this one of the rags that they're out there. And I said, "Are they?" It said, "Like Betty, Betty White tells the captain." 
I want you to join the Mile High Club with me. <laughs> well, are you kidding? So I said, look, she's 92, I'm 82. We're just happy we can walk. <laughs> you know, she was so wonderful. I just love her. She's she's just she's just the best. Mm-hmm. She's just the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Gavin, I don't want to take too much of your time. We could talk for hours and i would love to hear every story you have but but i'd like to finish up with two final questions sure taking us away from your acting and everything else okay what tv shows do you like to watch now and in the past and what's your favorite movies now and of the past funny we were talking about a movie this morning that is really one of my favorite movies of all time i'm really a crier i cry at the drop of a hat so we were talking about that, about what kind of movies that affect you. Well, there's a movie, a remake of a movie with Cary Grant and Deborah Carr. And they show it on the ships. And whenever I know they're going to show it, if Patty's not with me, and she's not with me a lot, I'll go up to my stateroom, lock that door, and just bawl my head off. Mm. You know what that movie is? Which one? I'm trying to think of the name of it now. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it's, um, oh, golly, it's on the, this is what happens to me at 82. It'll come back about two minutes to five minutes. <laughs> uh, it's when she has a scene on the sofa, and he doesn't know that she's been injured and she can't walk. Um, it's a remake. Charles Boyer did it in the beginning with, I think, Irene Dunn. Mm-hmm. And then they did a television version with uh, Warren Beatty and his Annette, who was fabulous oh, actress. Yes. Uh, what? It, I can't, isn't this terrible? I can't think of the name of that movie. Affair? I was talk, talking about it this morning. And if I had to remember. I remember, yes. <laughs> and if I had to remember. <clears throat> oh, that's, I think, really, uh, Citizen Kane, that's great, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh there's so many wonderful movies out there. And, you know, my friend Al Ruddy produced The First Godfather. Ah. And, I mean, it's a great movie. Right. There's, there's so many wonderful, even small movies that I like, little black and white movies. And I'm in the middle of the whole voting thing here now, and the, the movies are just incredible. Yeah. Okay, as far as movies go, <clears throat> an affair to remember is probably one I can see again and again and never tire, never, never get tired of it. Well, especially because I worked with him, with Cary Grant. Right, yeah. You know, and that was special, too. Jeez. He was so terrific. If you read my book, there's a good story about him the last time I saw him, what he told me. Mm-hmm. And what he told me it keeps me going. Whenever there's a, a question about not feeling able or something, something he told me keeps me going. Ah. Okay, that was the, my favorite movie. Now, the other one was... TV shows. Well, I tell you, I really like Tom Selleck's show. His... his, his the new show that he has here. Oh, oh, uh, Blue, Blue Bloods. Uh, Blue Bloods. Yes. Uh-huh, I like that. I like the... Uh, mm, Margulies, the, the Good Wife. The Good Wife, yes. Yeah. I like The Good Wife. Uh... Then, of course, the show we watch more than anything is uh, Pat Sajak. Ah, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> and Jeopardy. 
and Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Every back night back. if we're home, we're watching those two. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we watch a lot of Christian television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trinity Broadcasting Network, and then Daystar. Now, are you still on doing a show on there? No. Did you? Did, oh, did you know we did a show? You did a show quite. Quite a long time, didn't you? Oh, yes. We were on for 17 years. 17, okay. Yeah, we haven't been on with our own show. but They show them every once in a while. Uh, people will come and tell me, oh, we'll get mail about something. Someone has just seen one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's not a, as a reg. We aren't making them anymore, uh, no. Okay. They have young people doing uh, marriage shows now. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you've done so much, and there's so much, like I say, we could talk about. Well, you can just put me down as a very grateful guy. Yeah. That I've been, I've exceeded my dreams, and I'm so proud of my children and my grandchildren, and I've just been completely blessed. I mean, if you read my book, you can see how many times things have happened to me physically, my bypass surgery and my back surgery and all these other things, and I'm still able to be around and get around and enjoy every single moment of life. That's great. That's great. And everybody should go out and get This Is Your Captain Speaking because uh, it, it sounds like an amazing book. And uh, I, I thank you so much, Gavin, for taking well, the time to you, talk Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, anytime you want to chat, if I'm here, just give me a call. What an amazing guest, Captain Steubing himself, Gavin McLeod. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And, you know, I hope we'll have him on again because he's just got so many stories to tell. And, uh, you know, we know him for being Captain Steubing on the Love Boat and Murray on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And he was on McHale's Navy. And But he's done so much other stuff. And, and all the great actors and actresses that he's worked with, he's got so many stories and I'd love to have him on the show again. Hope we can do that at some point. And uh, just just thank him so much for taking the time. Well, I don't know. We've just got so many guests lining up here at On Screen and Beyond. Uh, I'd like to tell you ahead of time, but, you know, sometimes they have scheduling problems and uh, they end up not being here. So I don't want to, you know, tell you somebody and then have them not show up. But... Uh, I got some great ones coming, I'll tell you, and I hope you're going to be listening. Tell your friends to listen to On Screen and Beyond and go to onscreenandbeyond.com and listen to all 298 episodes of On Screen and Beyond. Hear all these great guests from Bob Barker to Dobie Gillis himself, Dwayne Hickman, and just on and on. Check them all out. It's just a great bunch of people that we've had, and we thank every one of them for being here at On Screen and Beyond, and thank you for listening. If you have a suggestion, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And that's about a wrap for this week. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 